Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Do The Thing dating experiment. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. First of all, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Stacey Lauren, and I've recently started this podcast because I was just so inspired by the people in my Do The Thing singles community and the personal growth that they've been going through in the community that I really wanted to create an outlet for them to be able to share who they are and to really uncover the depth between the work that they've done and mm -hmm. what they're looking for in a partner and being able to let that out and have others see them. And I'm not sure if this podcast will be only for them to be able to do that or if I'm going to open it up to other people. But for now, that's where we're starting because that's what feels the most alive for me. And it's just so exciting and it feels so good to be able to get to talk to them and connect to them in a different way. And our next guest is quite special and extraordinary. Her name is Pamela Nichols, and she has been on a few Do The Thing challenges. Mm -hmm. And actually in this last challenge, she even stepped up and is helping me run our next challenge for Do The Thing Start A Book Challenge. And I won't give too much yeah. about her because I want... I want her to be able to share who she is, but she has written books and has offered to help the community in starting a book. And so that's super exciting. So I am so thrilled to welcome Pamela Nichols to the show. Hey, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I'm actually publishing Pamela's episode on the actual Do The Thing podcast today. So you can also, if you want to listen to more Pamela, you can go there. <laughs> but for now, we're going to dive in. I'd love to hear Really, just number one, why you decided to to do this with me today and want to interview on the podcast? I think my experiences with you in the past in the group have proven that you're safe and you're positive, and and I really like that. Um, I was I've become aware of some insight I learned about myself through the dare, so I figured let's just move on to part two. This just seems like a natural progression. I love it because as the group's been growing and evolving and new things are opening up for me and then you guys are are seeing that it's a place where you can be yourself in a way, yeah. you know, and exactly. be able to express yourself. So I love that you it, said that. Exactly. Even when you, was it last Saturday when you said, hey, I'm going to start this. I may do it one time. I may do it 10 times. I may be doing it wrong. I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, yes, do it. So good. Well, for the people listening, please share all about you. We want to hear your your story. What's the meat <laughs> behind okay, Pamela? Okay, so the meat is this. I am in the empty nest season of my life. I raised and homeschooled three children. The youngest is a this is her final semester in college. At the end of, I think it was 21 years, my marriage ended. So I am truly living alone for the first time in my adult life. And so I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. I have authored books. I am working on the My books are Christian fiction born out of things that I have discovered and I'm learning about myself from my faith tradition. And I just put them into fiction form. I write book reviews. I help other authors get their vision out of their head onto the paper. And I did, I learned to do that because I wrote for our newspaper for a little more than a decade when I was homeschooling my children. It was a way I got paid by article and I covered community news and it was a way for me to help paper dance lessons and swimming lessons and violin lessons. So that's it. That's it. I, I enjoy this season of my life. 
I enjoy writing. I enjoy connecting with people. Yeah, that's where I am. So good. And it's so great. You're in this beautiful spot in your life, having transitioned to this next phase. Mm -hmm. And now you're ready to meet someone. Launch out. Exactly. I truly am. And I'd love to hear about that. So who would you like to meet? Let's channel him in. Let's bring him in. Let me show you this. If you can see behind me over my writing desk, that is my vision board for my life. But in my bedroom, I have my vision board for the guy I want to meet. And this is just a visual representation of where I want my life to go. Because I really believe that I need to be able to recognize him if he shows up. And not only that, I need to, if someone presents themselves and they're not matching what's on that board, I need to know how to let that go. Because truth be told, I stayed in some relationships longer than I should have. But anyway, so what I'm looking for first and foremost is kindness. That is so important to me. You could say the tall, dark, and handsome and and all that stuff, but I really want someone who is kind at its core. Not perfect, but, but kind. My faith is important to me, so I would like someone who has a strong faith and who's acting out that faith. I would like someone who's doing his part, large or small, in helping other people some kind of way in this life, because I believe we're all here to help walk each other home some kind of way. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be on a stage in front of millions of people, but some kind of tangible way. And yeah, I do have the I do have a tall, dark, handsome list too. So, I mean, I like glasses. I like gray hair. I like beards. But basically, I just want someone who is kind. I've had a lot of trauma from unkind people in my life. And we're, we're, we're going the other way. Yeah, we've done the inner work. We're, we're going the other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got your learnings and your initiation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was baptized and all that. We, we want to do, do the opposite of that. Yeah. And actually, since we went here, I want to ask you, what do you think is something that you've taken from that and you're able to now bring into a new relationship? Two things, and this first one is major to me because this is what held me into some relationship for so long. And then even after I left, I still felt tied to them. I am no longer angry that people can't love me the way that I want to be loved. And I heard someone else say, I think it was Iyanla Van Zant. I don't get to decide how someone loves me. I get to look at the way this person indicates their love, and then I decide if that's right for me. Whereas before, if my ex didn't do a certain thing, you know, well, how come you this and you never, that's, that's not what it is. This person is either unwilling or unable to express this, that, and that. And then I have to decide, is that something I'm okay with? Or am I just going to go ahead and move on? That was major. Because what what has happened before is I stayed way too long. And then after we physically broke up, I was still emotionally tied to this person because I had all of these what ifs and you didn'ts and how comes in my head. And that's that's not not what we're doing anymore. What we're doing is this person and I are not meeting at a very important juncture in my life. And so I need to release them with love, let them go where they're going, and then I go where I'm going. So that was the main thing. And then the second thing is just Understanding, and this is the this is the newer one for me. 
I'm okay the way I am. I don't have to change. I don't have to shape shift. I am my own cup of tea. And if this person doesn't like tea or doesn't like my brand of tea, that's okay. He's not a monster. I'm just not what he wants. Just go on and find someone else who likes Earl Grey tea because that's my favorite tea. And that's who I am. Yeah, I think that's the the most freeing part of having been in a relationship or relationships that haven't worked is when you're able to look at it from the side of it that you're able to own. And it sounds yes. like you really did that. And that's mm-hmm. when it's freeing because yeah. you're really able to get into this new relationship with this experience that you've learned from. Right. And I think what I was doing before was coming out of this scarcity mentality. Like we almost had it all except for you didn't do thus and so. But in the back of my mind, what I'm really saying is, I, I really doubt that anybody's going to like me. At least you liked me. So can't, how come we can't make this work? You see? So good. There was, a, there was a mind shift for me. There was a paradigm shift for me. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you open to sharing? First, I want to talk about the vision board behind you. What, okay. are, what are some of the things that you have on there? Okay, so I did that because I've been divorced for four years now. And that is what I did because I totally, totally lost myself. I homeschooled my kids and I was with my kids every day of their lives. And then they're growing up and they're moving out and moving on and I'm not. And then as they grew up, because I could not, I don't want to use the word hide behind, but because I wasn't so as preoccupied with my children, that's when I could see the severe cracks in my marriage. So then I'm like, I'm no longer married and I'm no longer caring for little children. So who am I? So this board reminds me of that. I've got my exercising on that because that's important to me. I've got books up there because I want to be a world famous writer and just some other things up there. There is one phrase toward the bottom there and it says, I forgot I was me. And I took that from a sermon that I heard from T.D. Jakes and he was talking about how In his younger days, he'd gone through bankruptcy, he'd gone through this, he'd gone through that. But if he'd only seen, if he was only aware at the time of God's vision for his life, he would not have done half of those things. So I try to remember, I try to think about what do I want my life to look like going forward? And I use that to shape or direct the the decisions I make now. So that's, that's that board in the back. I think I've got it all. Just the yoga and the traveling and the hiking and the biking those things keep it ever before me because that's that's how I frame my life. Yeah, it's so great. It's so good to have that visual representation of that because mm-hmm. then you're reminded too. So if you yeah. ever feel like you're not getting out there, you can look at that and exactly. get reminded to go out. If I ever, right, if I ever have a, because this is my, my living room, I have a small apartment. So if I'm ever just vegging out on the couch and I'm watching my third hour of Wise with Knives because <laughs> I, love, I love Snapped and I love those shows. And then there's the TV and then there's that. Then I, okay, good, get up, go lace your shoes, get outside, go do something. Yeah. Oh, good. And mm-hmm. I'd like to stay here for a minute. So when you meet this person, this mm-hmm. new person that's meeting you where you're at now, not where you were 20 years ago, that's what's cool yeah. too about yes. getting into a new relationship as we are in this other phase of life <laughs> is then it's like we're meeting someone with who we are now not someone who we were a long time ago. What what do you see yourself doing with this person? What's something you want to enjoy together? I want to enjoy. Actually, this is this is the thing I have is two pages of my journal where I've written down that goes with that goes with this one here. What what he's like. And I want someone and this is going to sound strange. I want someone 
whose heart has been broken and he's done the work to put it back together again because he's going to understand why I don't sweat the small stuff. You don't want to go out. We're not going out. You want this. We're going to have this. But, you know, I don't sweat the small stuff. So I can see myself having non-traditional dates. I want I want this guy to say, hey, let's go hang out in Barnes and Noble for an afternoon. Heck yeah, that's what, exactly what we got because that's what I do. Let's go, let's go hit a couple thrift stores. It doesn't always have to be dinner and movie. I'm I'm totally up for that. You need to drive go to Henrico County to pick up a part for your truck. I'm with you. I'm gonna pack some snacks. I got this audio book we're gonna listen to on the ride. I want someone who our dating life doesn't look any different than if, if we do get married. That is that is all the same. If that makes sense. Oh, it totally does. And I love yeah. that idea of that non-traditional yeah. kind of experiences together because uh-huh. then you're enjoying that. You don't have to go to dinner and a movie. You can go to Barnes and Nobles for an afternoon. Exactly. Or I have a couple of places because I, I like to do a lot of hiking and I love being in nature. Well, I just go and get a good book and go lay up, get a blanket and get some food and just lay out and read on the waterfront. That's what I like to do. Stuff like that. So good. I really like that. And what do you think when you made that list and you made the vision board for this person that you want to meet? Mm-hmm. How did that come out? How were you able to to pull that out of you? To pull what I wanted? Actually, what I did was because when I did this, I was still newly single. And to be honest, I thought about what I didn't want, what I'd already had and, and my lesson from that. So I'd already had certain things. And I knew I wanted the opposite of that. So that's what helped me. Because initially, initially, I just wanted to be partnered. But then I thought about it. I've been partnered my entire life. And some of that hasn't gone well. And I didn't know where to go from that. So to my start was, what do I not want? So now if you ask me, I'm able to tell you what I want. But back then, I only knew what I didn't want. So I identified what I didn't want and chose the opposite and then embellished that. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. That's almost like what we did in the Find Your Voice Challenge with the venting voice note, which would help you kind of come into your values. Yeah. Um, And and a lot of people said that too. Like, I didn't know how to answer that, but here's what's coming up. And the next thing you already had a whole paragraph. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And so what else is on the vision board now for this person? You want to share a little bit about that? I do. I do. He has to be, he has to be a perfect gentleman. I dated a guy who opened my car door. And that sounds like such a small thing, but that never happened to me. And he came over here one day and I cooked dinner. And at the end, we were going to go out somewhere. And he grabbed my trash. He was taking my trash out. So I like the perfect, (laughs) I like the perfect gentleman. I like someone who feels that they have purpose. I believe my purpose is to write books and to connect with people. And I would like someone to have purpose. I, I, would like to meet someone who has a healthy lifestyle. I try to eat well, and and that's that's important to me. I'm not saying you can never have mac and cheese. We're just not going to eat all of the mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. Being financially sound is very important to me. There was some financial abuse in a relationship that I was in. A person was making more money than I, and that continually showed up. Some very purposeful actions continually showed up in the relationship, and. I felt less than because I was not where this person is. And being financial, I've taken care of my credit. I am actually taking a class to learn how to do stocks. I, I, I trade day stocks. So being financially sound is very important to me. Someone who has goals. I have a pair of glasses and 
I forget what you call this thing right here. Someone who reads, someone who is self-taught, someone who knows what they don't know. And you and I talked about this and we've talked so much in our interviews, but the knowledge that you already have what's inside of you to begin with, but you know how to build upon that. And that's important to me. Someone who knows that life is simple yet powerful. That's what I have here. Simple yet powerful. I like a simple life. I don't major on the minors. And then I have up there a hundred percent single because aside from the obvious where sometimes people are partnered and they don't tell you that. And the next thing you know, you're a, you're number two or you're a side dish. I, I want someone, and this is major to me, who has no emotional attachment to whoever they've been with before. I, I don't want the shadow of a past relationship looming over hours because I've done my work to make sure that that isn't the case with me. Okay, I don't want a man whore either. I don't think I have to say that, but you know. <laughs> I don't want you to be sick. <laughs> I don't want us walking in Kroger and all of your past conquests that, you know, in your <laughs> man whore. Hey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, and then what will you bring to a relationship? I will bring understanding. It's hard out here. I understand that. It's hard out here for men, particularly. It's hard out here for black men. Even, you know, I don't know if my relate because I've had interracial relationships before, but it's just hard out here. Whereas women can give voice to their concerns and cry and men don't seem to get that. So I'm going to bring some understanding and the fact that I want to be in a relationship. I actually, and there's a distinction. I heard a guy say in an interview and he's single he he didn't say i want a wife he said i want to be a husband it's two different things so yes while i want a husband i want to be a wife i feel like i'm i'm a wife i have wifey in me i don't mind the the cooking of the dinner and the keeping of the house that doesn't seem bothersome to me if, that, if that's the way to say it so that's what i bring the fact that I want to be partnered and I'm willing to, I understand it's going to take work and I'm willing to do that work. And I don't need someone who's going to be perfect all the time. And what do you consider fun? <laughs> oh my gosh, so much. It's always going to be nature. I love being outside. If we're going to hike and bike. As a matter of fact, I live on the second floor, so I keep my bike in the back of my car. So at any time, and I have my running sneakers back there at any time. If I'm driving from work or I'm coming from someplace, if I feel like, hey, there's a there's a state park over there, let me get out and ride my bike. So that's what I like. I like to be active. I like to be outdoors. I like food. I'm not ruling out never going to restaurants, but I like to go into a cooking class together or something like that. Yeah, those kind of things. Books. Going to bookstores, going to author lectures. I live, there are three universities here around where I am. And I'm always going to lectures and planetariums. Today is Pluto Day, by the way. Today is National Pluto Day. And I'm always going to the planetariums around here. So those kind of things. So good. What do you mm -hmm. think, let's say you're with someone, you meet people at a party or mm -hmm. an event. And it's mm -hmm. hard because like there's only so much you can show someone the first time you meet them. And then maybe even you go out with them a few times. 
What's something that someone should know about you or that they might not see about you when they first meet you those first few times that you want to share here? I I think, and I've been told that, that I come off very serious. I don't see that, but I'm not. I'm not at all. As a matter of fact, you get to know me, you're going to be like, oh my God, is something wrong with you? But, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> I am I am very lighthearted. I take I tend to take things in stride. I go out of my way to see the sunny side of situations. But I can be melancholic sometimes. I don't know if that was the answer if that was the answer or not. I tend to come off a certain way because I don't have time to waste and I don't want to waste time. And I hope people aren't put off by that. How do you handle conflict? I'm trying okay, so the relationship that I get in will be the will be the new path. So, <laughs> I love we'll be, it. I love we'll it. Be working on that. <laughs> I think I want. I hope that I talk about. It. I hope first of all that if it's something small, it's okay. But if a discussion needs to be had, then a discussion is going to be had. So, yeah, I'm all about talking about it and not winning the argument so much as saying how I feel about it than allowing you to decide what you're going to do about that. Yeah. And what would be something that, you know how you have this gold inside of you, right? That people can't see from the outside. What's that? What is that? The gold inside of you? The gold is I'm not perfect and I don't expect perfection from you, but I do want us to function as a team so that if we have disagreements, these are disagreements that we're taking a look at because it might affect our team, not merely because you want the remote right now, if that makes sense. <laughs> not merely because you want something that I'm not, right, not merely because you want your way. And I'm not going to throw a fit because I'm not getting my way. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Now, I feel it occasionally. I really do. But I have so much going on and I have some really good friends and I'm not the kind of person that is afraid to go to dinner by myself or go to movies by myself. I'm going to see the whale tomorrow, possibly by myself if my girlfriend doesn't go with me. So I'm not aching for partnership. I'm ready for it. I would like it, but I'm not going to put up with mistreatment or mistreat other people just because. I want to be two instead of one. I think that's the healthiest way. That's actually kind of why I'm even doing the group. Mm -hmm. I want people to feel comfortable to go out by themselves. And then mm -hmm. when you meet that person, it just shoots you up further. It doesn't fill that's any it. holes. And then if you have to come home by yourself, you're okay. I don't have to share my wine at home. All the wine <laughs> here is mine. <laughs> that, that's really good. I remember on your first challenge, you were making clear the point that we're going to do this without the dating apps. And that is another dream of mine. I need to put it on my board. I would like to meet someone who's not on the dating app. I would like mm -hmm. to meet someone. It is my plan to meet somebody in the wild, to be standing in Kroger, trying out the avocado <laughs> over there, looking at what he's looking at, and then our eyes just meet. That's what, that's what I want. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I love that. And so are you open to relocating if someone from the internet finds you on this podcast and they're like, I have to meet Pamela or where are you liking where you live? <laughs> I like where I live. But again, that's the good part about the season of my life. Nothing is set in stone. 
my employer, they have, they're, they're all over the place. It's Social Security Administration. They're everywhere. I'm going to be working for the next few years anyway until my writing takes off. So that there's a possibility. There's a possibility. And you just reminded me, I love how you explain your job. Do you mind sharing what you like about what you do? It is wonderful. I am an analyst, a disability analyst for the Social Security Administration. I read through boxes and pages and reams of medical files to determine whether someone is disabled and then they will get their monthly payment. I love this job. It, this is the best job. Now, I did not work for 21 years while I was homeschooling my children. And then when I got back into the workforce, I worked in law enforcement in administration. Then I left from there and went to a Fortune 500 company. No, they're a Fortune 150 company. They're way up there. And that was a for-profit company. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was just never satisfied there. And I didn't know it until I left there and got this job. And the missing thing was what I'm doing matters. It helps people. It is so rewarding. And I did not know that about myself. It is so rewarding. So yeah, that that's what I do. I love it. I love it when you can find what you love about your job versus mm-hmm. just doing your job and then getting it fulfillment from it. And it's not as it's not stressful. It's a different kind of stress. It's a different kind of stress where I'm tired at the end of the day because I had five cases that had 300 pages of medical notes and I had to go through and tell the doctor, yes, this person is disabled because of this, that, and the other. That's a different kind of falling out on the couch than coming home from the Fortune 150 job. And everything I did that day helped the owner of the company buy another car or another vacation house. That, that to me, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the difference. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. So what would be, let's say it's a dream date. You told us what kind of what you like to do with the Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble and, mm-hmm. uh, and hiking and biking. And I love, I love all of that. And I'm just curious, what would be a dream date for you? Okay. I would like him to, we get up in the morning, possibly, or he meets me because we're not living together. We, anyway. And so <laughs> we go to breakfast at one of my little breakfast spots around here. Then we go, it's a Saturday. We go down to the farmer's market that's on the waterfront here in my city. And we hang out there a little bit. And then from there, there's a library around the corner. We go to the library, pick up our books. We possibly will go to lunch or just go sit outside on the bench at the waterfront, talk about the books and read silently for one hour. I'm going to read my book. You're going to read your book. Or we might read the same book and discuss it. Then we go for a bike ride. Maybe come home and watch a movie or Snapped or Wise With Knives or Dateline. (laughs) (laughs) And then he will cook while I do some writing on the computer or we make the decision that we're going to go out to dinner. But it's an entire day doing what, and we'll find out what he likes, and we'll squeeze some of his stuff in there. <laughs> just doing that. what we like. Yeah. No, no pretext, no, yeah, just do what we like. I like it. Mm-hmm. So what would be, and I'm trying to think, about, what do I want this last question to be to everyone? You know how I ask in the other podcasts, it's like, what's the number one piece of advice um, that you have for people in doing the thing? I'm trying to think of what a good one for this one is. Oh, what I would look forward to. What, what, okay, what would being in my next relationship mean to me or teach me? Oh, I like that. That would be a good one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask, what do you, so it's, what do you, what do you think would, what do you think would, um, okay. Tell me if this sounds right. What what do you think would be you being in the next relationship mean to you like that? I feel like that wasn't said right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say it. Yeah. Why don't you answer it? And then I'll um, say what comes along. Say what's actually, why don't you just tell me what is, let's do that. Let's say, okay. What do you, okay. what do you, what is the one thing after us talking is coming alive for you right now in terms of what you want to bring to relationship or what you want? The next relationship that I get in is literally because of a person of faith. It's going to be an answer to prayer, but it's been an active prayer. I have done my work and doing that inner work after years of trauma. It was so painful. Being in a relationship, the next relationship I'm going to get in, I'm going to attract someone. And you attract what's in you, which is the reason I was in the relationships I was in because I was, I was broken. I kept attracting broken people and then judging them. But my next relationship is going to teach me that the hard work was worth it. Again, I'm not expecting perfection, but I'm going to attract what's in me. And he's going to be someone who has done his work as well, who knows the value of life, understands connection, is looking forward to being connected. And he's not going to have the old ball and chain jokes. He wants to be partnered. So, yeah, I'm going to attract my equal. I'm go- and I don't say that grandiose. I mean, my emotional and psychological equal. And I'm going to learn that doing that work was worth it. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone's listening and they want to reach out to you. Is there a way that they could do so? <laughs> yes, they can. My email is Pamela Writes at Hotmail, P A M E L A Writes at Hotmail. And I'm also on Facebook. They can send a friend request and they can just send a little message with it. Hey, I saw you on Stacy's podcast because I'm, I might, if I don't see that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, either, either on Facebook or, or by email, that'd be great. They and did. when they reach out, tell me what book you're reading or tell me what your favorite book was. I yeah, love that's, that. That's how you reach out. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And is there anything I didn't ask that you want to share? No, just that I hope singles, because this is, I don't know when this is on air, but we're coming off of Valentine's Day. And I know a lot of singles are crying in their soup and carrying on. And being in a relationship with yourself first, that's that's very important. Because until you are happy and satisfied and content alone, and I I hate to say it, and I hope I'm not saying it in a way that sounds punitive, but because we keep hearing love yourself first, but that is so true. That is, that is so true. I'm ready now. I wasn't ready before. I'm ready for the kind of man that I've described on this board. And before, that kind of guy would not even appeal to me. He would not even have been attracted to me because I'm a hot mess. When you are absolutely, totally, and thoroughly in love with yourself, you will attract someone who feels about you the way that you feel about yourself. And not until then. Not until then. So perfect. So good. Thank you so much for coming on with me and being part of the do the thing dating experiment. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one that we're going to do together. Really looking forward to that. But this has just really shined a light on some things that I had overlooked, particularly this past dare. So yes, thank you very much, Stacey.